Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for this grace to come into your presence. Lord, thank you because I can call you Father. And there is no shame in my heart. There is no fear there. That Lord, you are my Father. So, Lord, I thank you for this great privilege. Thank you, Jesus, that I can come into the presence of God with boldness and with courage. Lord, I say thank you this morning. I worship the beauty of your holiness. I worship you this morning because you are a good and a great God. Lord, for the wonderful things that you have done, I bless you this morning. For my family, Lord, I bless you this morning. For the gift of life, I bless you this morning. For every grace I have enjoyed, Lord, for the story I have to share, I bless you this morning. Lord, be glorified and be exalted. Be glorified and be exalted. Indeed, I can say, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercies endures forever. Lord, you are good. You are good and you have blessed me so much. Will someone talk to God this morning? If he has blessed you, will you tell him this morning? Tell him how much you appreciate him. Tell him how much, how good he has been to you. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for this privilege to come once again into your presence. Lord, we say we have come. We have come to hear you. We have come to read your word. We have come to listen to you. We ask, Lord, speak to us. Help us become doers of this word. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. So good morning, a good afternoon, good evening to everyone joining in, listening in this morning. I would like to say welcome. I am Murphy Eye Nike sharing devotion with you. Alright, so we continue our reading of the book of First Chronicles. Gradually, we are moving through the book, and before you know it, we will soon be through. First Chronicles, we take three chapters again today, chapters 22, 20, 23, and 24. Yesterday, remember, we left up where David took the census, and God was angry with him. And David offered uh, what cost him so much, 600 pieces of gold. Yes, he gave to, to, to offer to God something that was precious to him. And we learned something there yesterday. Yes, in your worship of God, serving God, and ensure that it means something to you. Ensure that it costs you something. It doesn't have to be money. It can be your time. It can be 
it can be diligence it can it can be so much but just ensure that it costs you something jesus goes on to say that look you see where your treasure is uh, there your heart will be also whatever is precious to you whatever you give up so much for uh, that is where your heart will be also i'm telling you when your heart you know when god is precious to you when the time you spent with him is precious to you i'm telling you uh, you will cherish being in the presence of god so today we continue first chronicles um so we take first chronicles chapter 22 23 and 24 22 we see that david begins to prepare for the building of the temple and then 23 and 24 we will see him talking about the duties of the levites and the duties of the priests remember that david uh, bridged the divide right he was both a king and a priest at the same time he could literally function in both offices and not uh, be breaking any 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 rule all right please get your bibles let's read first chronicles chapter 22 it says that then david said this will be the location for the temple of the of the lord god and the place of the altar for israel's bond offering in other words david was the one who chose the location of the temple david in fact if god had allowed david david would have built the temple i'm not i don't know whether it would have been as magnificent as what as what solomon did but david you know really 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 wanted to but god said no you fought so many battles you've shed too much blood you are not the one that is going to build the temple so yes he said this is the location verse 2 says so david gave orders to call together the foreigners living in israel and he assigned them the task of preparing finished stone finished stone for building the temple of god so david was the one who almost prepared he prepared the stones he prepared the gold he prepared the silver he prepared everything david provided he said David provided large amount of iron for the nails that would be needed are for the doors in doors in the gates and for the clamps and he gave uh, more bronze than could be weighed hear that he also provided innumerable cedar logs for the men uh, for the men of fire and sidon had brought vast amount of cedar to David so remember that Solomon will ask for more right when he wanted to eventually start building the temple verse 5 says david said my son solomon is still young and inexperienced and since the temple to be built for the lord must be a magnificent structure famous and glorious throughout the world i will begin making preparation for it now so david collected vast amount of building materials before his death so hmm you remember that when we read this account in first king it wasn't really really clear as if david actually intended solomon to be king yes i remember someone sent me a question you know and uh, we were trying to you know discuss it back and forth because it seemed as if Bathsheba came 
and then he had planned with the priests, you know, and they came in together. She first told David that this was what you said, my Lord. Have you changed your mind? And then the priests came in and said, yes, yes, uh, I remember that was what you said. You know, and it looked as if they were trying to, you know, to trick David into, you know, making Solomon king. But you see, this verse that we just read, verse 5, tells us that David always intended that Solomon was going to be king. So all through the period when David, you know, when Bathsheba went to go and see David at that at, the, at that point, you know, on that very day, David was already a very old man, could barely walk or come out of his room, you know. So, uh, so if he was already preparing here, he says that, so David said, my son Solomon is still young and inexperienced, and since the temple to be built, he said to be built. So he was preparing for the temple, and he already intended that Solomon was going to be king. So yes, yes, that person that God gave me that feedback was correct. Yes, David always intended that Solomon was going to be king. We don't know what at what point this was, when this was written. Remember, it is very likely that David, of course, always wanted Amnon to be king. And when um, Absalom king killed Amnon, you know, and then David wanted David wanted Absalom himself to be king. We don't know why Chiliab or Daniel was was by sidestepped, being the second born. But Absalom, the third born, then wanted to be king. In fact, he usurped his father, father's throne, and installed himself to be king. But after him, you know, um, then I'm telling you, it just became. It's, it's clear that David just decided that Solomon was going to be the one to be king and not everything that not happened when he was now old. So David collected vast amounts of building materials uh, before, let me go back a little bit, and since the temple to be built for the Lord must be a magnificent structure, famous and glorious throughout the world, I will begin making preparations for it. So David collected vast amounts of building materials before his death. Then uh, David sent for his son Solomon and instructed him to build to build a temple for the Lord. So when did David do this? Uh, was it when Bathsheba now okay Bathsheba had seen him and they had gone to install David uh, Solomon as king? Was it when he then came back to David that David now said this? But David instructed him that he would be, he should build a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. My son. I wanted to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, David told him. But the Lord said to me, you have killed many men in, in, in the battles you have fought. And since you have shed so much blood in my sight, you will not be the one to build a temple to honor my name. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace. I will give him peace with his enemies in all, in all the surrounding lands. His name will be Solomon. You hear that? And I will give peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. So, you see that? It meant God told, told David that Solomon was going to be the one to be king. Where I have a problem with David was that it seemed as if David did not make intentionally make Solomon king or when he realized he was now very very old he didn't make Solomon king and that's why he then became a problem it became a problem between David you know the son his other sons and Solomon in fact I couldn't blame Adonijah you know it was 
is right you know he was much much older than solomon so he could have been been, been king but if god had told if god had told david clearly he told told him that look i'll give you a son his name is going to be solomon and i will give him peace you know round about why didn't david you know intentionally did this obviously david would have told his seer would have told the priest so you will now understand why they were fighting that Solomon had to be the one to be king and not Adonijah. He says he is the one who will build a temple to honor my name. He will be my son and I will be his father and I will secure the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and give you success as you followed his instruction in building the temple of the Lord your God and may the Lord uh, give you wisdom and understanding that you may obey the law of the Lord your God as you rule over Israel for you will be successful if you carefully obey the decrees and regulation that the Lord uh, the Lord gave to Israel through through Moses be strong and courageous do not be afraid or lose heart so I'm thinking this was when David was already an old man no it has to be it had to be when he was definitely already a old man that was the only reason why he will be telling he'll be telling Solomon at this time that be strong and be courageous because he wasn't he couldn't be there to really help him verse 14 says I have worked hard to provide materials for building the temple of the Lord and nearly 4,000 tons of gold for 40,000 tons of silver. So you you understand now when those people give 75 tons of silver to hire to hire the Arameans. Uh, <laughs> David, look at what David had gathered. He couldn't even compare it to that. He said, and so much iron and bronze that it cannot be weighed. I have also gathered timber and stone for the walls. Although you may need to add more, you have a large number of skilled stone masons and carpenters and craftsmen of every kind and uh, you have expert goldsmith and silversmith and workers of bronze and iron now begin the work and may the lord be with you 17 then david ordered all the leaders of israel to assist solomon in this project the lord your god is with you he declared he has given you peace with the surrounding nations he has handed them over to you and they are now subject to the lord and his people now seek the lord your god with all your heart and soul build the sanctuary of the lord of the lord god so that you can bring the ark of the lord's covenant and the holy vessels of god into the temple built to honor the lord's name quite outstanding so now we see yes so we as the, the temple was being prepared for we will see some of the duties of the levites and the priests so when david was an old man he appointed his son solomon to be king over israel david summoned all the leaders of israel together with the priests and levites all the levites who were 30 years old and older were counted and the total came to a 38,000. then david said from all the levites 24 thousand will supervise the work of the temple of the lord another six thousand will serve as officials and judges another four thousand will, will work as gatekeepers and four thousand will praise the lord with the music instruments i have made then david divided the levites into divisions uh, named after the clans uh, the clans are uh, descended from the three sons of levi geshon kohat and merari 
are the Geshonite family units were defined by their lines of descent from Libni and Shimei, the sons of Geshon. Uh, three of the descendants of Libni were Je Jehahel, the family leader, Zepham, and Joel. These were the leaders of the family of Libni. Three of the descendants of Shimei were Shelumoth, uh, Aziel, and Haran. Four other descendants of Shimei were Jahath, Ziza, Jeush, and Beriah. Jahath was the father, uh, the family leader, and Ziza was next. Jehush and Beriah were counted as a single family be, uh, because neither had many sons. Um, four of the descendants of Korath were Amra, Izhar, Ebron, and Uzziel. The sons of Amra were Aaron and Moses. Aaron and his descendants were set apart to dedicate the most holy things to holy things, to offer sacrifices to the, in the Lord's presence, uh, to serve the Lord, and to pronounce blessing in his name forever. As for Moses, the man of God, his family were included with the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses were Geshon and Eliza. Um, the descendants of Geshon included Shebuel, at the family leader, Eliza had only one son, Rehabiah. I'm telling you, we'll read about one of the sons of Moses very soon. Don't worry, just hold on. Rebahiah, the family leader. Rebahiah had numerous descendants. The descendants of Isha included Shelomith, the family leader. The descendants of Ebron included Jeriah, the family leader. Amariah, the second. Jahaziah. Jahazahel the third and Jekamiam Jekamiam the fourth the descendant of Uzziel included Mika the family leader and Ishahiah the second a descendant of Merari included Mali and Mushi the sons of Mali were Eliazah and Kish Eliazah died with no sons only daughters Eliezer died with no sons, only daughters. His daughters married their cousins at the sons of Kish. Three of the descendants of Mushi were Mali, Elda, and Jeremoth. And these were the descendants of Levi by clans. The leaders of their family groups registered carefully by name. Each had to be 20 years old or older to qualify for, for service in the house of the Lord. For David said, The Lord, the God of Israel, has given us peace, and he will, all, and he will always live in Jerusalem. Now the Levites will no longer need to carry the tabernacle and its furnishings from place to place. In accordance with David's final instructions, all the Levites 20 years old or older were registered for service. The work of the Levite was to assist the priest the descendants of Aaron as they served at the house of the Lord they also took care of the courtyard and side rooms helped perform the ceremonies of purification and served and served in many other ways ways in the house of the Lord they were in charge of the sacred bread that was set out set out on the table the choice flour for the grain offering and the wafer made without yeast. The cakes are cooked in cooked in olive oil and the other mixed bread. They were also responsible to check all the weights and measures. Hmm. 
this work is plain to you. And each morning and evening they stood before the Lord to sing songs of thanks and praise to him. They assisted with the bonds offerings. I'm telling you, David is the one that has had this singing. You know, it was never there initially. They assisted with the bond offerings that were that were presented to the Lord on Sabbath day at New Moon celebration and at all the appointed festivals. The, the required number of Levites served in the Lord's presence at all times, following all the procedures they had been given. And so, under the supervision of the priests, the Levites watched over the tabernacle, over the tabernacle and the temple and faithfully carried out their duties of service at the house of the Lord. And I'm praying for you. You also will faithfully carry out your own service in the house of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Alright, let's finish this one. Chapter 24 we'll read about the duties of the priest. This is how Aaron's descendants, the priests, were divided into groups for service. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eliza, and Itama. I'm sure you have not forgotten Nadab and Abihu, right? He says, but Nadab and Abihu died before before their father, and they had no sons. Yes, remember how they died, right? How they offered a strange fire before God, and the Bible says that uh, a fire from the Lord's presence came and consumed them. He says, so only Elisa and Itama were left to carry on as priests with the ep of Zadok, who was a descendant of Eliza, and Ahimelech, who was a descendant of Itama, David divided Aaron's descendants into groups according to their various duties. Eliza's descendants were divided into 16 groups and Itama's into 8, for there were more family leaders among the descendants of Eliza. All tasks were assigned to the various groups by means of sacred lots so that no preference would be shown for there were many qualified officials serving God in the sanctuary from among the descendants of both Eliza and Itama. Shema, Shema, Shemahiah, son of Nathanael, a Levite, acted as secretary and wrote down the names and assignments in the presence of the king. The, offic- the officials, Zadok the priest, Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, and the family leaders of the priests and the Levites, the descendants of Eliza and, it- and Itama, took turns casting lots. The first lot fe- fell to Jeho. Iharib, Jehoharib. The second lot fell to Jedahiah. The third lot fell to Harim. The fourth lot fell to Sihorim. The fifth lot fell to Makilja. The sixth lot fell to Mijamin. The seventh lot fell, fell to Akkos. Akkos. The eighth lot fell to Abijah. The ninth lot fell to Jeshua. The tenth lot fell to Shekaniah. Shekaniah. The eleventh lot fell to Eliashib. The twelfth lot fell to Jakim. The thirteenth lot fell to Oppa. The fourteenth lot fell to Jeshibiab. The fifteenth lot fell to Bilgah. The sixteenth lot fell to Imma. The seventeenth lot fell to Ezai. 
Isaiah. The 18th Lord fell to Apizes. The 19th Lord fell to Petahiah. The 20th Lord fell to Jehezkel. The 21st Lord fell to Jakin. The 22nd Lord fell to Gamol. The 23rd Lord fell to Delahiah. And the 24th Lord fell to Mahaziah. Each group are carried out its appointed duties in the house of the Lord according to the procedures established by their ancestors, Aaron, in obedience to the command of the Lord, the God of Israel. And these were the other family leaders descended from Levi, from the descendant of of Amram, the leader was a uh, Shebuel. From the descendants of Shebuel, the leader was a uh, Jed, Jed, Jedihiah. Uh, from the descendants of Rebahiah, Re, Re, Rehabiah, the leader was Ish, Ishiah. From the descendants of Isar, uh, the leader was Shelomith. From the descendants of Shelomith, the leader was Jahath. From the descendant of Ibram, Jeriah was the leader, Amariah was second, Jehaziel was third, and Jechamiam was the fourth. Was fourth. From the descendant of Uzziel, the leader was Micah. From the descendants of Micah, the leader was Shamir, along along with Ishiah, the brother of Micah. From the descendant of Ishiah, the leader was Zachariah. From the descendants of Merari, the leaders, the leaders were Mali and Mushi. From the descendants of Jahaziah, the leader was Beno. Bino. From the descendants of Merari, uh, through Jahaziah, the leader was Bino, Shoham, Zakko, and Ibrai. From the descendants of Ma, Ma, Mali, the leader was Eliazar, Eliazar, though he had no sons. From the descendants of Kish, the leader was Jara, Jara, Jaramil. From the descendants of Mushi, the leader was Mali, Edda, and Jeremoth. These were the descendants of Levi, Levi in their various families. Like the descendants of Aaron, they were assigned to their duties by means of sacred lots without regards to age or rank. Lots were drawn in the presence of King David, Zadok, Ahimelech, and the family leaders of the priests and the Levites. Alright, so that concludes our reading today. So quite outstanding how David carefully prepares for the temple and I think we can take some lessons from there right uh, do you take time to prepare in the way you serve God David knew that he was not going to be the one to build the temple so he could really easily have given up and said I'm not going to be the one to build it let the next person come and do it but no even though God told David and David would have been disappointed uh, that he was not going to be the one to build the, dev the temple David went the extra mile to gather as much as he could gold, silver, wood, iron, bronze, everything that would make Solomon's life easy or easier. So 
What lessons can we take from there? Can, would you allow the next generation to stand on your shoulders? Or will you insist that they start from scratch, like a lot of us like doing? Will you allow your children you know, learn from you and be able to stand on your own shoulders and not have to fight or restart to the things that you have struggled with? Will you allow them stand on your own shoulders so that they can go much, much farther? That is the lesson I want to take. I want to take from that chapter because David took time to prepare, prepare for the temple. It made it easy for Solomon. I am praying for you that as you lead, mm, God will give you children who will succeed you. I'm not just talking about physical children, but I'm talking about children in every area of your life. God will give you children that will outlive you that will succeed you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you today. Lord, as your people go, as we go today, I declare blessings on every side. I declare peace. I declare open doors. I declare acceptance for each one in the mighty name of Jesus. We return with our testimony and all the glory will be yours. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.